All right, Peter. You and I are like road warriors. I'm an air warrior. Uh, yeah, I'm a kind of an air warrior too. Um, you are going all over the place this spring. Let's start with uh, you've been to Nashville. Yep. Detroit. Yep. And Chicago. Yep. Uh, which was your favorite destination? <laughs> shock us. Uh, Nashville. Uh, that's not That's shock. not fair, though, because I well, worked all of Detroit and all of Chicago. In Nashville, I only had to worry about one team. Right. But you watched the 12s, too, didn't you? Did you? Yeah, when they were in the boys? same building. And yeah, it kind of yeah, worked yeah, yeah. out that they were almost always in the same building. And Which then I hung out cool. for the 2012 uh, Music City Invitational Championship. So, yeah, you got a lot out of that. Um, yeah, so but, those are Nashville's favorite city. Uh, yeah. Please tell me, because I always make fun of you because you eat like ho- uh, gas station food in these wonderful venues. Did you get? Did you eat some hot chicken? Did you get nope. some Nashville barbecue? Yeah. No, actually, I didn't go to a barbecue place. Uh, I went to Husk Nashville. Yeah, which yeah. I got complimented on by Gavin Kaysen, So you can bite Great. me. Great. Um. I did one lap of Broadway. That was enough for me. You walked it? Yep. Yeah. I think one time is... You saw it. I mean, let's put it this way. I'm an old man. I'm 31 years old. not old. I'm 31 years old. I have a girlfriend. I'm not a huge country music guy. And we had a game at 7 in the morning. That's the perfect, like, quadfecta of not going crazy on Correct. Broadway. I also didn't need to buy a pair of cowboy boots, so I didn't really have anything to do. I, was, I will say, though, I'm going to die on this hill, and I don't care how many soft-skinned human beings come oh after boy, me on the internet. Go. Here we go. Broadway to the Nashville Predators Arena is way cooler than West 7th to the X. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I agree. I agree. I, oh, okay, I'm you're not, agreeing. It's not even close. Good. It's not even okay. close. It's not even close. It's so much cooler. It's not even. Oh close. my gosh! It close. is a party all it's the like way they up built, to the rink. It's I don't know how they did that. How did they find space to build an arena around Broadway like that? And it's then down the crazy. block is yeah. the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's yeah, really cool. Nashville is a perfectly laid out city. It is very well, highly laid out. walkable. Uh, I had a great experience at Waffle House. Uh, I went there twice. It was great. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I went to Winnipeg last weekend. That sounds awesome. Um, It's the Paris of Central Canada. I would not call it. I would say it's the more like the Brooklyn Center of of Minnesota. Hail Centaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like just kind of a first ring suburb that really hasn't gotten out of the eighties yet. That's what Winnipeg reminded me of. Did you go to Hotel Fort Gary? downtown winnipeg no no i kind of was just rank hotel you should have gone to the hotel bar, Fort gary rank they, hotel bar trifecta you know with they, the teams they have a, a bar in there called the palm room when have you been it's to really winnipeg? nice um i did a hockey camp at the university when of north like dakota 12. when i was yeah and then my dad picked me up and we went to winnipeg okay and All we right. stayed one night at the hotel fort gary and i think we slept in the car the other three nights i will say this the rink uh, they call it the hockey for all. It was it used to be called Iceplex. Was very nice. And Garth Lancaster from Manitoba All Stars put on a really nice event for the kids, and I had a good time. But it just isn't the, you know, not much to Winnipeg. They spelled center wrong. Is it R E? Yeah, centre. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we're ready to kick this off. We're going to talk about what we've done this past spring and maybe some recent news. Uh, Breaking uh, news. Breaking news uh, regarding our favorite former assistant coach at the University of Minnesota. Yeah. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the All right, big boy. You told me. Did you just call me big boy? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, well, you called yourself old in the cold open, so I figured I would just keep going with the opposites. I'm 31. I'm basically dead. No. Yeah. 
That's really uplifting. <laughs> okay, so let's. You said let's let's just drop Natalie Darwitz. Let's drop the hammer. Hammer right away. So first of all, first of all, I got a lot of lot on this topic, right? Okay. First thing is, is it a resignation or was she fired? Do you want to ask? It doesn't say. You want to no, call it her says right nowhere. Ask. It says nowhere. Her name was removed from the website. Didn't it say and they parted ways? Parted ways. Did she resign or was she fired? She's fired. That's a good deal for her financially because then she gets a severance out of that. <laughs> if she resigned. It's like, there's your last check. Have a nice day, uh, former great. I can only imagine what a severance package at the University of Minnesota looks like. Here's $14,000. Bye. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like. So that's the first question. I don't. That's my first question. Is it a resignation or is, is it fired? And... Neither side will answer when I ask. I've asked I'm the shocked. athletic department, and I've asked uh, Darwitz, and have gotten no response to that. Mm. Uh, yep. Next, this is the bigger question, and I know it's everybody's kind of asking it in their head, but no one's got enough guts to say it, at least publicly. If she was fired... If she was fired. Okay. Or if they, according to Brad Frost, had philosophical differences, which it was quoted as saying. Okay. Why was she promoted in January to associate head coach from assistant coach? A last-ditch effort to stop her from leaving earlier, if I had to guess. But they had philosophical differences. So? That doesn't make sense. That's a wrong answer. Why would it be wrong? Why is that a wrong answer? Because if you have philosophical different, we have philosophical differences in June, but we didn't have them in January. What happened between January and June? They might have. Okay. So they, I, just, they just all of a sudden became oh, philosophical? Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to bring up The Sopranos right now because this actually makes sense. So season three, the show's been out for 20 years. There's no My such gosh. thing as a spoiler. So Ralphie, Cifaretto, and Tony are having issues, right? Philosophical differences. Very very deep philosophical and who's, differences. And I'm guessing Tony's up, got Tony, the upper hand. Tony's the boss. Okay. Uh, and Ralphie's. And Ralphie is below. Ralphie yeah. is a high earner, but he's not a capo yet. If you're unfamiliar with the mafia tree, go. I would Google we that. Have compared I don't want to get the into the University it. of Minnesota to the mafia. They, Which is probably not they, that unapt. Fictional mafia. Of fictional, a, though. The, the Sopranos is not real. No, no, no. no. Okay. It's a fictional family. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, so they have philosophical differences. But Ralphie's a very high earner, so it wouldn't hurt Tony to make him happy. But grudgingly, Tony makes Ralphie a capo. Makes him an associate head coach. Great. Just to see if you can smooth the waters over a little bit and stop Ralphie from jumping ship. You're, so you're going with that. I, if I had to guess, like I don't think Natalie's gonna come over to my house for coffee and tell me all about it. No, no, no. So she won't. if I had to guess that if they had philosophical differences, I'm assuming they had philosophical differences from the moment she returned to campus as a coach, as opposed to a player. It, it's it it's doesn't, not doesn't make sense to me. That's what, the whole thing doesn't make sense. I to promote her to associate more, head coach. Yeah, why would you do that? To keep her happy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're going with the keeper happy. I, I can't imagine they would just do it for fun on a whim. No, I don't. Okay. So if the next question is, who gives the promotion? Is it the athletic department gives the promotion? Or is it Brad Frost who gives the promotion? I don't know. I really don't. I can't get an answer to that either. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just curious. Those are the two questions that, that pop up most when it comes to this topic of and then one rumor came out is that she walked in to resign and was fired. <laughs> I was like, Kyle Dewis. I have no I'm like, <laughs> yes, it's like Kyle Dewis all over again, right? So that's uh, 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 evidently possible. I don't know if it's true or not. I really don't know. You know what, though? All I, can, all I got right now is conjecture. So we're, that's what this show is about is conjecture is the, those, those questions. So that happens, right? That happens Monday, right? Yep. And what's today, Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. And she's the new head coach with her old former assistant, Jake Bobrowski. They're a package deal at this at point. At Hill Murray, right? Yep. That seems like 
we may have this is already was already a done deal. I already knew that Bob Roski was a was hired at Hillmary over a month ago, right? Okay. So this Darwitz thing is just icing on the cake. I think. Could you imagine this coaching staff in high school hockey? This is immediately the best coaching staff in high school hockey. Are you sure about that? I am a hundred percent sure. You're about sure that. about that? Yes. You're one hundred percent sure. Is it's Hannah Brandt coach- still on staff there? I don't think so. Okay. This is the best coaching staff in high school hockey. Okay. I look forward to seeing who the assistants are. I that. Okay. I have no idea. This is this is a okay. larger topic so that this I want to get into at the end of the show. No, you want to talk about talk about it now. Well, okay, we'll talk so about it, the Hill Murray. Let's talk about Hill Murray. Okay. Can I go first? Yeah. I got, I got a tier one take, okay. and then you can okay. you go coaching longevity take at Hill Murray. Okay. Turn it a Hill Murray show. Doesn't exist. Okay. I say this all the time. I've said it on the show a few times. I'm going to reiterate it just one more time. Girls hockey is tier one hockey. Stop the table. Girls hockey in Minnesota is tier one hockey. We just have high school jerseys uh, that that disguise it as high school hockey. But literally, look at it. Andover, that's a tier one team, right? Minnetonka, that's a tier one team. Edina's a tier one team. Uh, now Hill Murray's got themselves a tier one team. These are just all star teams that reform themselves almost on an annual basis. Sometimes they change, you know, and sometimes kids age out. But this is Tier 1. We have a new Tier 1 program, and it's called Hill Murray. And they'll be a powerhouse based on how Chrissy and Johnny Pohl have developed their daughters along with their friends in Woodbury and other places. And and they all end up at Hill Murray. That's a Tier one team. And people are complaining about Gentry. I mean, what but no one complains about Andover or Minnetonka. They do though. Not publicly. They uh, just derailed Gentry during the state tournament. Part of that's the K fan effect. Right. But do you see do you see my point? We have a new tier one program. It's called Hill Murray. Hill Murray was a private school, nice hockey team the last five, ten years. Now they're legit right in the top four. Okay. What, you go. Are you trying to tell me that they weren't legit before? They're okay. What are you talking about? They're okay. They won 23 games last they season. They okay. came within one game of going to the state tournament. They if okay. they'd beaten Gentry, they had an excellent chance to finish in the final four. That's, yeah, excellent chance. Now it's a guarantee. It's are a you, guarantee. It, well, it's a guarantee for a few they're different gonna be in the reasons. They're going to be in the final four. It's not only a, it's not only a guarantee based on the new coaching staff or the talent coming in. It's a guarantee based on the fact that Gentry lost ninety nine percent of its production, right, right? And the the next competitor is Stillwater, who I don't think can compete with Hill Murray. Okay. And then who's after Stillwater? No one. Roseville, Roseville? Not a Yeah. It. They. Here's my point. It's not like Hill Murray was underachieving. Well, nope. maybe by their nope. standards, they nope. think they're They were very good. They were very good. They were winning 20-plus games a season. They were not in the top four. They were in the 5 through 15 class. They were tier one, but they weren't a bona fide Final Four team. Now they are a rock-solid lock to be in the Final well, Four. Well, now I got a beef with the girls' hockey hub because so it's— So now it's maybe your turn, Peter. Me. It's your turn to sound off— about the Darwitz Bobrovsky hire. I'm I'm not really sounding. You were not too I, pleased when you heard the news. It's okay. I don't have a personal stake in Hill Murray. I no. do think it's odd that a program that hasn't exactly done poorly is now on its third head coach in four seasons. In five seasons. Five seasons. seasons. Cesare Angstrom was the the official head coach. For three seasons, Sean Reed for two seasons. We're now on our third head coach in how long? I just don't understand what the problem is here. Is there a problem? I don't know. It, I, to my knowledge, Cesare Engstrom isn't coaching anywhere else right now. No. I don't know where Sean Reed goes after this. I've heard he's headed to Shattuck. Maybe that's a good spot for him. I right. don't know. I'd hope someday that I can sit down and, and chat with some of these coaches and figure out what went down it 
it makes, I don't know if, and I don't know Natalie personally, other than a few hellos here or there. Is this a stopgap before she moves on to another college job? Obviously, she's got the resume for a college head coach. Or is this a long-term? And, okay, we're not even factoring in this Jake This is the part Bob. where you're all, this is gets you riled up. It's, it's nothing against Natalie. I don't think it's, it's against just, Natalie. I don't know what the play is here. If Hillmarie is looking for a coach that's going to be here for another 20 years, I don't know if Natalie and Jake are the duo to stick around no. for 20 years. Jake Bobrowski just left the head coaching collegiate job. His star <laughs> is still rising. I mean, he yeah. did the D3 thing. He did the D3 thing. The D3 thing as a head coach. In yeah. one season, he won a conference championship with Elmira. So now he's going to be a co-head coach at a high school program? Is that what he wants to do for the next 20 years? Maybe it is. If if it is, then Mazel Tov. If Natalie Darwitz wants to stick around at Hill Murray for 10, 15, 20 years, cool. I think that's great. I think it's great for girls' high school hockey. I don't know if that's the case. Could, we, could Hill Murray be looking for its fourth coach in the next two or three seasons? I, I wouldn't doubt that. At and all. then do we do this whole conversation again where a, a preeminent program is looking for another captain of the ship. I, I agree with that take. Um, that's why I was a little bit surprised this morning when the, when it came out. I mean, I wasn't surprised on Bob Rowski because I knew he was coming back. Um, but I was surprised Natalie joined him. I think it's weird. I, th- I just think it's weird that a program like that that hasn't, I, I tend to think of the White Bear Lake boys situation where the community wanted a coaching change based on not being able to get out of the first round of the state tournament. And Hill Murray is not a program that is lacking for success. No. And we're on coach number three. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors, Peter. We'd like to think we do, but we don't. So, let's Then why do we just spend 20 minutes doing this? No, but I, 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 there's a lot of questions, right? Sure, there are a lot of questions. They're going to be that, very. That I think concrete answers that I want to get concrete answers to: Was she fired, or what did she resign? Don't know, right? Why was she promoted if she was going to? If they had, with philosophical differences, that doesn't make any sense to me, and I and I just want to figure that out. That's why. And yeah. we can have this discussion too. It's not really part of our our theme for today, but uh, what happens to the Gophers? Right? It's Brad Frost and Jess Scott right now. Yep. And no assistant. And in nine days, eight days, they open up their recruitment. How'd you like to be on the end of a of a Zoom call with Brad Frost eight days, nine days after their assistant coach resigned slash fired? It just there's a lot more questions about the Gophers than there are answers at this point. Well, it all depends on how many of those players wanted to play for the University of Minnesota or how many of them incoming recruits wanted to play for Natalie Darwoods. Right. Well, that's another another hill that I don't really want to go to today. Um, all right. One hill that I would like to go to is talk a little bit about our, our referee dinner that turned out magically well. Um, I had no idea it would be as successful as it would be. And it was only 30 or 40 guys and a couple women there uh, at the event. What were your takes? I thought it was great. It was delicious. <laughs> All you're talking about is the food, not not the uh, event itself. I'm not a huge fan of referees and gin. No, I'm just kidding. I thought it was fun. I mean, it was a, a good in. It was a good experience. I think the the attending referees had a good time, and I was blown away by the the guys from Duluth. You know, District 11 were down at this event. The young guys, the old guys, the the college guys, the pro guys. I mean, not the pro guys, but the uh, high school guys. It was fun just to see the huge variety of District 3 and high school and everything in between. I was really, really flattered by how many guys showed up, and uh, I can't wait to do this again next year. Uh, I did learn that two preeminent referees who've worked a ton of our events did not show up because they had softball. No way. Come on. Out them. Out them. No. Come on. Does one have a last first name, Jason? Mm, yep. Okay. Uh, and I'm trying to think who the other one his would partner be. partner in crime. What's his partner's name? I can't think of his name. Big guy with the beard, right? He doesn't really have a beard. It's more like stubble. Stubble? Yeah. 
Okay. They had softball. They had softball. Well, I'm going to roast so them. So maybe not on a I Wednesday will see them next, next week. I will roast them both. Something tells me they won't react. <laughs> no, I doubt it. I've been trying to get them to react for 10 years, and it still hasn't worked. All right, who wants to go first on the USA Select invites? Mine is easy. I got two sheets going to one camp. You have, like... 40 sheets no. of players, and there's camps, and there's 16s, there's 17s, there's kids that are, you know. I have. It makes no sense to I me have what USA two, does. I have two tabs, and that's it. You so go I'm gonna, first. I'm gonna, okay, go I'll first. go first. Let's get uh, the hard one out of the way. Girls HB 16 National Camp Selectees. I like that word. So these are 07s. Yep, and the the girls listed below, I'm just taking this right off the Minnesota Hockey website. I'm not going to try to paraphrase this. The girls listed below will be invited to take part in the USA Hockey Girls 16-17 National Player Development Camp to be held at St. (gasps) Cloud's. No, it's not. Miami University in Oxford, Ohio on June 24th to the 30th. This camp will also serve as an evaluation-based camp to determine which players will be selected for the remaining available spots for the Girls U18 Select Camp. For additional details, download the participant guidebook here. We should also talk about the absolute poop storm that St. Cloud State is going through. We'll go there in a second. Yeah. Um, What is, so these girls, this is the 16-17 camp, right? Yep. How many are on there? And throw out a name or two. Why don't I just read the whole list? No, I don't it's do not going to take that. Don't long. do that. Just, but, but there are also O sevens that that made it straight to national camp, right? Yeah, there are four O sevens that have been picked straight. for that national camp, yeah. and then there's a list of like I don't even know how many of these. So are. the O sevens that made 20. it were Little and Jones because they were in it last year as fifteen year olds. Yep. Right, and then Skugman and Rasmussen, Josie Skugman and Macy Rasmussen. Yes, got it. Okay, so those are four off. And then there's others that are going to be on the list below, correct? Yep. That are are going to be trying out to get into one of those spots, right? Yes. Mercury just, Bischoff, yeah. Hannah Christensen, Maya Engler, Josie Grossman, Kendall Hassler, Tegan Kulenkamp, Senya Leeper, Kennedy Meyer, Lorelai Nelson, Sophie Strammel. Uh, I believe it's Mika. Mika Psychos, Katie yep. Comstock. Robert Lee, right? Yep. Taylor Gardner, Avery Kasich. Alexa Rupert, is it Rupert or Ruppert? Adel- Addison Seleski, Casey Senden, Nora Hannon, Mallory Hartle, Ashlyn Hazlitt, Ida Huber, and Zoe Rimstad. Okay, um, who's missing on that list? I got one huge miss, like gigantic miss. Like, I don't like to play the miss game. I'm only doing one. I'm doing one. I'm going to let you have the one then. I don't want to play this one. When I say her name, you're going to go, yeah, she's pretty good. And she played great. Maybe she had something else to do that week. Maybe she declined. <laughs> she declined an invite. Uh, Peyton Remick Rozo. Yeah. She might be fishing, though. <laughs> the pike are biting June 24th to the 30th. Okay, so that would be my one miss. I don't have really a yeah. miss for the boys, believe it or not, but that's the one that jumped out at me. I was like, wow, that's something else. I so, suppose. You want to go through the 17s? Sure. The 06s? These are the 06s. The girls listed below have been invited to take part in the USA. So these Hockey are the girls. autos. I would guess Distad's automatically there. These are the St. Martin is already there, right? Under 18 select national player development camp to be held, blah, 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 blah. Let's this is that. in mid-July. Yep. Taylor Bruski, Kendra Distad, Addison Finn, Sawyer Fleming, Whitney Horton, Ilsa Lindemann, heck yeah. Yes. Lauren Mack, Isla Puppy, Josie St. Martin, Eliza Krychek. Bella Finnegan, Lauren Goldsworthy, Carly Humphrey, Lauren Carl, Kate Kassabud, Taylor Porthan, and Layla Hemp. That's a lot of Minnetonka on that list. Oh, there's more. There's more? Yep, there's more. That's all the National Camp 18s? Or is that the... Oh, sixes for the U18. Wow. And then there are the USA Hockey Girls 16-17 National Player Development Camp list for 06s. Yeah, let's hear that. Grayson Knowles, Blaine, yep. Zoe Lopez, Michaela Moran, Nora Sauer, Grace Bickett, Nora DeVries, Lillian Hunst, and Grace Larson. Another Minnetonka. There's your other Minnetonka. Uh, no Gracie Hansen? No. She's not on there from Lakeville? No. Huh. That wasn't a miss. I just I thought I, there were so many Graces. and She might be fishing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. She's a good player. All right. Um, any thoughts on this? No. 
I mean, you see some names from last year who probably just barely missed the cut. Kendra, oh, Kendra made it. Never mind. She yeah, didn't miss she it. was on the national team, so it she's going to get invited to the camp for sure. Yeah, I honestly can't even remember who missed it last year, but who got to try out anyway. So there's some familiar names, and then I would assume that Little and Jones have the inside track on two of the D spots for this I year. would think so. I would think so. Um, okay, so boys, uh, it's a lot easier. They're all um, yeah, and we talked about this off air. It's this is not a tryout for a team the way the girls camp is. Like they use the evaluation camp at Miami University to pick the U eighteen U eighteen team that plays in the winter. Yeah, and the boys don't have there's already like an that. NTDP team. Uh oh, there are teams though. The the each of these will play on a team though. So the sixteens the 07s will go to a Five Nations, which was played in Colorado last year. I don't know yeah. where it's played this year. Right. And the 17s are trying out for the uh, Holinka Gretzky, which will be played in Czechia and Slovakia this year. Which are cool events, but they're not the IIHF. That's an IIHF. That's an but I- what I'm saying, it's not the World Championships. It's not the... Well, Holinka's a big deal. This, this, I'm telling you right now, the Holinka for these 06s if you're not on the if you're not on the NTDP team, is the place to be seen by NHL scouts. It's their first foray into the 06s is, is the Holinka. All NHL teams are at the Holinka. Potato, potato. So it is a bigger deal. Um, I didn't really see any. I went to both the festivals, boys and girls, that weekend in Plymouth and in Blaine. I gotta be honest. You can't go to the festival and go, oh, that kid made it. For sure. I think a lot of these kids make it during the regular season. I did notice on the 07s, there's, uh, I think, four kids from Shattuck and three from Rogers. So okay. seven out of the 15 kids make up two hockey teams, which I thought was kind of interesting. And Brady Cry, Cray, Cry, uh, from Rogers, another one from Rogers there, um, North Star Christian, yep. he was the best goalie I saw in the festival, and it wasn't close. So he earned his spot to – he plays at North Star, but he earned his spot to New York. I thought he played awesome. He was the one goalie that somebody told me to keep an eye on during a draft this summer. Yeah, he's the one. He's the real deal. Okay. Uh, we have cleared the You don't want to read those names? I'm not going to read them you all. You sure? No, no, no. no. Could be fine. fun. No, it's fine. No big deal. If you want Clearly, to find it, go to Minnesota Hockey, uh, HP 16s and 17s, and you can find the list there. Moving on to your travels to Detroit, Chicago, yeah. Braemar for the USEL. The Congratulations, USEL. by the way. I want to know yeah. how many interviews you did in three weekends. It's got to be. you got to be coming up close to Todd now. It. Uh, Who it, does more interviews in the, the year, point. me, you, or Todd? It's a good question. I think Bantam Elite is slightly smaller. Todd just tips the scales that weekend. Yeah. And then Um, I catch up during the player of the year and the tournaments. I think you do. I think you do the most interviews. I think I might. Now with the advent of the the USCL. By the end of it, though, I was running out of things to say to kids. Oh, my gosh. I didn't have any. Well, And part of the problem, too, is you don't get to watch the full game so you don't notice little things like during like if when I was still writing gamers. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yep. Uh, you would watch the whole game and you would notice things like, oh, during warmups, you are the one shooting on the goalie and you tend to shoot in the same. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> high right, low right, high left, low left. You know, why do you do that? And they would tell you a funny story about, well, my dad did whatever. But in these games, there are three games going on at the exact same time. You're just you're showing people where their locker rooms are. You're answering coach questions. You're running pucks to each rink. Looking at a score sheet. And then you pop into the penalty box. And part of the deal with the USEL is that um, coaches pick player of the game. Because if they didn't, we would end up doing the same kit. Like, if we be doing a, Joey Cullen, we would have done Joey Cullen times fifteen times. Yeah. So the coaches pick their player of the games, which is really cool because they pick kids that might not be at the top of the scoring list. Yeah. But it also makes it harder because then you end up with a kid who had nothing during the game, and you're kind of like, hey, yeah, okay, Jimmy, let's do, let's talk about something. Um, but it's it's a good exercise. It keeps the interviewing muscles 
strong. I love when you ask kids from Chicago what the Bears and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, and then right after I asked that kid about the stadium coming in in Arlington Heights, it came out that Arlington Heights is not the only place the Bears are looking for a new stadium. So I'm sorry if I ruined that. I didn't even know that the Bears were leaving Soldier Field until that interview. So They are. Um, so bu- what a bummer. Yeah, the USEL was a lot of fun. Uh, the kids are always the best part of anything. Uh, there's a kid named Darren Zabo. He's from Michigan. He plays for the Boston Junior Eagles during the winter. And he was our player of the game for a second time in Chicago. He was our player of the game in Detroit and then again in Chicago. And he was so exhausted. He was the only goalie for the team, so he played five games. He was so tired, we ended up not doing his player of the game interview because he was just exhausted. Really? I ran into him at the airport later on, and he said, we can do it right now if you want to. And I'm like, I've got a Diet Coke, a Celsius, and a turkey sandwich in each hand. I'm not doing this right now. But he was so sweet about wanting to do it, and it was a nice little reminder that the kids are what matter. It's not the schedule. It's not who's here, who's not here, any of the administrative stuff. It's all about the kids, and the kids make it worth it. All right, we're going to jump from uh, the USCL to— You don't want to hear about the recap of Championship Sunday? Oh, let's do it. Want to do that? Uh, SDP won both times. <laughs> I knew that. I thought that, I thought it was a bit of a surprise with the 9 <laughs> SDP won it. Yeah, they were a little inconsistent throughout the three weekends, but they ended up pouring it on. They went down 3 nothing after the first period— um, Connor Tafe had two goals, sparking a 6-5 comeback win over Little Caesars. I don't think Little Caesars was all that disappointed because their team manager told us that they had flights scheduled for 3 p.m. Uh, to go home, and the game was at 11.45 in the morning. and ended up starting at noon because there's a championship game before that, so that game went long and we started late. Uh, yeah, if you're going to fly, maybe schedule your flight out just a little bit further. Right. Uh, Boone Chartier ended up leading the SDP team in scoring with 18 total points bunch of sdp players dotting the scoring leaders 2010s sdp defeated excuse me again east coast north who upset little caesars in the semifinals that's a big upset it was they had this kid uh cam daggle daggle the bagel played for the providence hockey club during the winter um i told jeff papis i talked to daggle the first weekend he wasn't there the second week and i said jeff keep an eye on 16 east coast north He's one of the fastest kids I've ever seen at this age group. Two periods in, Jeff said, I've never seen a first step on a kid at that age. I don't like using superlatives when you're talking about players. I think it's utterly ridiculous. But skating-wise, there are some older kids that could probably take a lesson from Daigle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Joey Cullen led the whole league in scoring with 41 points in 14 games. Shocking. (laughs) He's pretty good. Yep. He's good. We just continue to see him evolve. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's tough to really put a dollar figure. That's a poor choice of words, but I'm going to go with it anyway. You can't put a dollar figure on the kids at this age. Uh, somebody told me that one player was considered the best 2010 in the country, and how do you even quantify that? Well, you just, you I, I don't think you qu- can. I think you can look at a kid like Joey Cullen, and I, I agree with your sentiment. But you look at a kid like Joey Cullen, I think he's going to you know, fit into that Bobby Brink kind of mode where he's going to just, you know, no matter how, because he's small, right? And small and successful is a really good recipe for long-term success. It's when you get a kid who's so much bigger than his Mm -hmm. peers, those are the ones I'm a little nervous about projecting out as best 2010s or the best 2005s or whatever. But you see a kid like William Whitelaw and Oliver Moore, you know, in the brick or the show or wherever, when they were 10, 11 years old, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, because they can dominate their competition right now at this 10, 11, 12-year-old age that they're going to be just fine when they get to be 18. And they are both doing quite well. They are. I don't, I don't like projecting, though, at this no. age. It's, oh, I know. It, you know, there was a I mentioned this to Scott Alexander. Shout out to Scott, by the way. Thanks for having me along for the ride with the USEL. And there was a, a tweet from somebody who I would consider to be an internet scouting celebrity. Wow. And they they asked, it was during Bantam Elite, and they said, Is Freddie Schneider 
very talented hockey player. Ooh, is Freddie Schneider the best 09 no. in Minnesota? And I thought, oh, what a no. stupid question. There is no best right now. I okay, Freddie's a talented hockey player. One of the best, I'll say. I like if he one of the best. keeps his head down, he stays being a good teammate, he keeps working on his game, he will continue to be a talented hockey player. There's no best. Okay, there's no best. I've, I always kind of cringe when I hear the word best. It's a. It's not even an argument worth having. There are talented I, hockey players. I cringe when I hear best. Good hockey player. Uh, although you could make a case for uh, uh, Joey Cullen because he's been the best his age for his entire life, and his team is very good. So they're always going to be in the winner's circle or near mm-hmm. the winner's circle. So Joey's just, a talented hockey player. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next, I, I've, that's you're done all with your USCL. Now, can we go to Nashville? Yeah, yeehaw! Did you see my tweet this weekend in Winnipeg about my uh, no. with the uh, thermostat? Yeah, what what is wrong with you? <laughs> that was for you, Peter. That was a little wink. Yeah, you idiot! You turning it up to ninety hell levels? No, I didn't. I don't really do that, but I just thought it'd be funny response when i got to my hotel room it pissed me off it did not yeah it did um heartbreaking in nashville our team minnesota gals lost in overtime to the connecticut junior rangers in semis yep in semis um that's a good team i saw them this past weekend the connecticut team no the minnesota Minnesota? oh yeah yeah. they're really friggin good um i gotta stop drinking red bulls I think they're gonna do this. I, I think they're burping. gonna finally get over it in NAFE next week. I think they're gonna do it. I think they will too. Um Avery Wagner tied for the scoring lead. She had nine points in six games. She was tied with a couple of players from the Connecticut Junior Rangers. But with Team Minnesota, it was truly a total team effort. I think Correct. everybody contributed on some level, whether it was on the score sheet, blocking shots. Uh, getting the puck out of the zone during some of those mad scrambles. The goaltending was excellent. I had a lot of fun with that team. I think yep. they, they were really, really into it, and um, I think they got along really well, too. I didn't I didn't notice any bickering on the bench or anything. We'll get to this. I, it's a good segue. I, I want to get to the 2012s because that's just superior team, that Minnesota Blades team. But um, – you said get into it. I love one of the things I like about some of this out of town travel is how excited these kids get. Uh, we had this 2012 team that went up to Winnipeg and they had custom made slides. They had those look comfy as hell. I mean, they had it all. I mean, they just they just did it. They went all in. It wasn't just like yeah, we're just going to another tournament, yeah. right? This was. This was a blast for these kids, and it was it was a reminder. And you and you're saying that about the 11s. You're starting to see that. You know, I'm taking a group to Anaheim uh, for the I don't even know what it's called OC freeze out. Maybe? OC freeze out. Thank you. I'll be there with the t- the 13s. Holy smokes, are these people fired up? They're just yeah. totally fired up, and I'm excited about that part of it. For hate, both on the boys and girls side. I hate to break it to all you summer hockey boo birds, and you do exist out there. The kids like going other places and playing. Yeah, they love it. It's a hockeycation, is that what we call it? It's a it's a hockeycation. You know what? They get to it's go fun. to Nashville. They get to and one, segueing into the blades. You know how many friends those blades kids have on other teams from around the country? Cool. They're buddying it around with the kids from Toronto or from Western Selects or from Junior Bruins. I mean, they've got friends all over the country that's thanks cool. to these events. Last summer, that's a good segue. Last summer in Edmonton, I went to the lobby of the hotel and had a couple of drinks with some of the 09 parents. A couple of Gatorades? Yeah, a couple of Gatorades. And, uh, you should have seen it. It was one of the cooler sights I've ever seen. Here's Team Minnesota, Boston Junior Bruins. All the teams were staying in the same hotel, and the girls, as bad as girls are at pin trading at na- at, at the Dangle Fest, they were awesome at making friends. They were, like, just all one big happy team of eight to ten teams up there. It was super cool to see. Um, and you'll see that when you're when they're based in these hotels, they make a lot of friends, and, and that's kind of what this whole thing is about. I'd rather have them make friends than trade pins. Yeah, well, I'm just I mean, saying. If I had to pick but boys one. are great at trading pins. I mean, they're like awesome at it. They're just not good at making friends, as the girls put it that way. 
All right. Uh, what's next? <laughs> oh, I want to hear about the 2012s. Um, did they did they get uh, beaten or did they, did. they just clean? They did uh, get beaten. They lost they? to Pro Hockey, Pro Hockey Hope Elite. And didn't Pro Hockey beat them in the the brick last year too? Oh, I think they did. That's a good question. I think they did in pool play. I think it might have been in overtime. Yeah, like with one second left in overtime. Yeah, I think they did. Yes, um, yeah, six and one on the final. Record for the Blades. They beat yeah, Illinois they Selects in the finals. Illinois they beat Selects Pro Hockey. Nothing, right? They beat Pro Hockey in the semis, and they beat Illinois Selects like 6-1. to one. Okay, I thought it was bigger. Uh, okay, what was your thoughts on the, the play down there? I mean, it, mm. what are your thoughts on the, the deliverable? They got music. They got trophies. They got the <laughs> what's it all about down there? The post game. The post-game trophy ceremony. God bless Lindsey Hofford. He does it all himself by presenting the all-tournament team trophies and all of the medals. And I was standing there, and I was watching him hand out medals, and I was like, thank God we don't do individual oh, It no. takes so Forever. long. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, they have a cool trophy. It's a guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. It's a mixed bag. On It depends on who you get in the penalty box, right. how much enthusiasm they show with. Um, we had that in Winnipeg. One, one box on was good and one wasn't. But like, I feel like our deliverable is pretty spot on. I mean, the, the sound. Yeah, and, I would say ours is probably more. I don't want to do the comparison no. game. But we're, we're consistent with our music and with our starting lineups and all that stuff. Um. It's hard to compare any other summer tournament to the brick because the brick is so organized and everybody brings their best group. There was a lot of talent in Nashville. It wasn't super organized, though. There right. were just kind of some random teams that yeah. pull kids in for the weekend. Yep. Um, so I think the brook, the brook, brick, the brick sets a very high standard for both, both, both organization and talent. And I think that's where some of these other summer events are trying to keep up is with the organization. Correct. All right. Uh, are we on to the Orion Cup? I think we are. Uh, I fell asleep outside the arena in Nashville, by the way. That was my last bit. Why? Uh, I had some Just time fatigue? to kill before the Blades game started. So I found a little stairwell on the outside and I oh fell gosh. asleep. And like I woke, I like woke up when the goal horn went off and I kind of stumbled into the arena. That's and cool. The blades were up four to nothing or something. All right. I'm going to go Ryan Cup. I mentioned earlier I was in Winnipeg and I coached last weekend. Peter, did you? Why? Know? I don't know. It was what? fun. It was fun. I coached the 09 team. It was a bunch of kids. Did you kick from... somebody off the bench? Or... No, 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 no. That We had two dads that wanted to do it. And I said, well, I'll be the head coach so they don't have to, you know, get, you know, get uh, any. Uh, claims of you know favoritism. So okay, I was the head coach, and we had all kids from two the two one eight. So we had uh, girls from Bemidji and Roseau and uh, Hermantown, Cloquet. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun meeting these kids and getting to know about them. We had two girls from uh, Manitoba on our team. One from uh, Brandon named Chloe Kasur, and Go another Kings. one. Uh, named Jakaya Curl was her name. Jakaya had some of the best hands I've ever seen. She used just a dangler. Um, and both real good hockey players and made our team better. Um, we uh, did well in all of our games. Uh, did not get the dubs that we needed to get to the championship game. Um, here's a name for you from Minnesota. You may or no, may not remember her. Her name is Naomi Johnson Yeah, from Bemidji. Um. Wow, this girl is going to be a good hockey player. She plays with a lot of grit. She's got some speed. She's got sees the ice well. Um, if she can keep it going, she's got a she got a future in in college hockey someday. And that's a name that I didn't know until this past weekend. And I got a chance to coach her. It was fun. Um, uh, Ella Ketring is another one that was very good for us. Uh, a lot of good players on our team. Uh, it was fun to have uh, a group from northern Minnesota. These kids really competed hard and had a lot of fun, and uh, it was fun to have them. Oh, we had good old uh, Maddie Brimhall on the team too, and, mm -hmm. and Maggie. And 
Section final hero, a Maggie Greenagle. So we had little Fergus Falls in the mix as well. It was fun just to be with those kids and get to know them and uh, hope they do well in their careers moving forward. They won the whole deal? No, O nines did not. They did not. Tens uh, uh, went undefeated in pool play. They were kind of, I call them the cardiac kids. They came from behind in the third period twice, uh, were undefeated in pool play, but then got beat by Saskatchewan in the championship game, a six to three. Uh, it was actually four to three, but gave up two empty netters. Todd Gelsenberg does a really nice job. His daughter Josie is fastly emerging as a great hockey player. She's only a sixth grader going into seventh grade next year. She'll be a top two thousand. She'll be a top twelve U next year in the state. Mark my words. Um, let's see here. Um, 2010s, uh, here's a name, Ireland Calkins from Saskatchewan, was one of the top scorers for the championship team. And Maya Dutton, one of our Player of the Year finalists, really stood out for Minnesota. Uh, you said Avery Wagner's name already on the show. Yep. She was the top scorer uh, for Minnesota. They fell to Manitoba in the championship after doing the same as the 2010s winning, going undefeated, and then losing in the championship game. And just the opposite, our 2012 team led by Aaron Levine. This is the team with the custom-made slides. They go down. They lose 6-1 to one to Manitoba on Saturday. And um, I got a little uh, chiding from my friends in Manitoba, and the chiding actually turned out to be karma juice because our team, Minnesota, came back and beat them in the championship 2-1 to one in double overtime. So... Congratulations to Aaron and all those kids. A kid, here's a kid I met, uh, Maeve McDonough. She's from Somerset, Wisconsin. She is a energy, a ball of energy, both on the ice and off the ice, and a really talented player. I believe she was the leading scorer for Team Minnesota in the tournament. Five of our kids were in the top ten scores. You can take a sip of water after that one. There was a lot there. I missed one, uh, the 09s. There were two girls, one from Manitoba named Maddie McKay, number 13. She was in NAFE last year when they won. Can I guess who the other one is? Oh, gosh. Try. I play the Irish national anthem here. Oh, are you going to go O'Brien? Casey O'Brien. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not there Casey O'Brien. She's a beast. She is so good. But there's. But I was looking, I giggled because there's a girl from Saskatchewan, number seven, Sadie Green. Woo! This girl can fly. Absolutely fly. So she was good. But, yeah, Casey was great as well. She's just, just such a bully out on the ice um, and so hard to play against. Uh, what a what a combo Casey and Maddie are when they get together. Oh, nice that Winnipeg could win on home ice. Yeah, well, they won two, and if they weren't for our 2012, they would have won three out of the four. So, Speaking of girls hockey, we got a big one coming up next week. Uh, close to 60 teams at NAIF. Uh, we expanded it to six divisions this year, so we go all the way down to 2012s. I was just typing out some of these organizations. I'm going to do some editorial on these for you. Boston Junior Bruins, you got to see those guys in Nashville. You saw plenty of them in. Um, they won the whole deal in Nashville. Yeah. And you saw them in. Um, we've seen them everywhere, haven't you? You've seen them in. I see the Vegas. Boston Junior Bruins more than I see my own kids. <laughs> well, you need to have children first in order to do that. Uh, we have our first Toronto Pro Hockey entrant into the the Orion Series, the 2008 team, so I'm assuming they're going to be very good. Obviously, Team Minnesota will be in it. Western Selects, BC Capitals, I got to see them for the first time up in um, Winnipeg. Uh, they had some nice players on their 09 team. West Can, led by our friend James Lawrence. Uh, Saskatoon, led by Chad Lee. They had... Three really good teams up in Manitoba. Manitoba, we talked about Gar's team. We have Wade Warriors. Ashley Wade's bringing three teams into the event. Um, it's becoming kind of the who's who event of, of girls hockey. And uh, you'll see this year, you'll see the names. You'll see it's it's going to be fantastic. The Minnesota Machine will be playing in it this year. We have Steve Nelson's 07 and 11 teams playing in it. And we have a knockoff uh, 2000, 
10 team, I think it is. They're not the machine, but they're the called the Minnesota Fighting Saints, but many of them are machine players. So we're hoping to get the machine into every one of our divisions next year, so it should be exciting. I'm looking at the schedule right now. That's why I look like death just warmed over. It's, well, that's what Todd, Sharon, Ooh. and Tony looked like after the schedule was completed yesterday. Um, it was a really hard schedule to make. We have uh, two La Ligas, we call them. Uh, and we have basically just, just one gigantic table because uh, we have a seven-teamer and a nine-teamer. So there's going to be an odd team out in each of those brackets who won't get their fifth game. They'll get their four games, and then after that, they're done if you finish last. You get a uh, handshake and a pat on the back on your way out the door. And an early flight home. An early flight home, exactly. We'll see you next year. So it should be exciting. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, I got to see a lot of the teams last weekend. You got to see the, the 11s in Nashville. Um, our 2012 team won the OC free, freeze out. Uh, Vince Stevens uh, will be putting together a juggernaut at the 12s. Um, I think we're going to be really competitive. Here's one. The 2018 Minnesota will be led by Maggie Nicholson and some woman by the name of Taylor Heisey will be coaching the 2018. Team Minnesota, they're back in it this year. I don't know who that is. Uh, it's going to be exciting. That 08 division is going to be rock solid. And then the U18 division, we have the 07 machines. So a lot of the girls that you read off the list uh, from that 16s camp will be in it. And then obviously uh, Chris Clemenhagen will be making his final <laughs> appearance. We always say final. It's never final appearance for Chris Clemenhagen. His groups won it the last two years, and, you know, they'll be rocking Zoe Lopez and Michaela Moran and the gang will be all be getting back together. Those 06s, those late 06s will be all be ready to go uh, by next week, so it's going to be some good hockey. And who'd, you, who'd you say was going to be one of the coaches? Talia Heisey? Taylor. Taylor Heisey. She's a uh, Patty Kazmaier winner 2022. She's me coaching, and she is very competitive. Very competitive. No. Well, that ought to do it for this uh, summer I edition. So. We covered a lot. We covered basically every boy's age. We didn't even talk about the show that's coming up as well and the uh, gopher camp. So we're, our plate is full here the next uh, four weeks. I'm excited for it. Are you? Yep. You're really excited. I'm holding it. on to it. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, for Peter Odney. And Kayla Joe Franz, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in today's show. You need to stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like me.